Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Bowling University studio from the International Bowling Campus here in Arlington, Texas. I'm Bart Berger and I'll be your host for this edition of the Bowling University Profit Break. Thank you all for joining us. Our mission here at the university is to enrich people's lives personally and professionally and the Profit Break is an outstanding opportunity on sharing insights on how to grow revenue, reduce costs, enrich yourself, your team, and your business. Now, if you're joining the Profit Break for the first time, welcome, we're glad you're here. Give us 15 minutes and you're gonna be well on your way to improving your profitability. Now, today we're joined by Bolin Alley Marketing or BAM founder, Forrest Schwartz. Forrest is a serial entrepreneur in the digital marketing space. He founded Top Line Growth in 2019, which ultimately led to the 2021 founding of BAM Bowling Alley Marketing. Now BAM provides bowling centers with everything they need to succeed in promoting their center and getting more customers in the door. Now, in addition to his digital marketing business, he recently added bowling proprietor to his list of accolades. So Forrest, thanks for joining us, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Bart. Really excited to be here and really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, hey, look, first and foremost, let's talk about how did you get into the bowling proprietor space? Now, share a little bit of your story. How did you join the ranks as bowling proprietor? Sure. Yeah, so uh, I was working with our mutual friend, Daniel Mowry. He has a uh, center out in Carlisle, PA. Um, he was one of my first clients when I had a generalist agency. So we worked with lots of small businesses. Um, but Midway was, you know, our best client, really helped them scale. Um, we were there when he, you know, doubled revenue. And an opportunity came up to purchase a center nearby, about an hour from us, um, and we partnered uh, to acquire it. So I became a partner and a, a fellow proprietor. Well, good. Well, welcome to the ranks. We're happy to have you in, in the Bowling yeah. family and, and doing that. So uh, for, for our viewers that maybe aren't familiar with your services, just tell us a little bit about BAM and kind of what you're providing the bowling centers around the country. Sure. So, uh, really quick, are, are you you familiar with the Pareto principle, Bart? I am. I am. <laughs> okay. Well, just to reiterate, it's you know it's the old eighty twenty that twenty percent of what you do provides provides eighty percent of the results. So we've just applied that towards all the different marketing things you can do. Um, working with Midway and, and a bunch of other types of businesses, we've kind of whittled it down that there's really only twenty percent of the stuff actually moves the needle. So. Because we can do that, we can bring down the cost, but still move the needle and get some results for clients by just focusing on those high impact things. So the, the high impact things that we're focused on today, um, something that you're a big proponent of, Bart, is the CRM platform. So we, we have a robust one of that that we do a lot of work on the back end. Uh, Facebook ad management, Google ad management, as well as uh, SEO, which we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit later. Uh, we also do some email marketing, graphic design, and uh, now video editing as well. Good. Well, I love that, that you've really simplified things and drilled it down to the high impact things at work. I think that's just brilliant. So let, let's take a step back at 30,000 feet, because I've heard you say before, and I personally am a subscriber to this, but I want you to share this with mm -hmm. our, our viewers today, is that there's only three ways to go revenue. Can you share those with us and, and talk a little bit about them? Sure. Yeah. So to, to really simplify things, um, like you said, you know, because we're not, you know, sophisticated, we, we like to keep it simple. And when you have some constraints over your, you know, your, your model and your mental model, it kind of helps you get a little more creative, um, with, you know, counterintuitively. But there's really only three things that we found that work. The first one is to increase your average ticket. So, you know, sometimes that's increasing prices or it might be packaging a few things together, a few different product lines so that people spend more when they come in. So that's the first one is, you know, if you can get a higher wallet share when they walk in the door, that's the first way to grow. The second one is visit frequency. 
So when we did math, we looked through the books of, of, of our centers, and we've, we've talked to a few other proprietors. And believe it or not, the average annual visit frequency for a center is one and a half times a year. So uh, it, two times every three years is, is all someone comes in. So imagine just getting someone to come in one more time. Uh, it's a huge increase in revenue just from that small you know, action to get them to come in. Um, and, and it's easier to get someone to come back in than it is to get someone new to come in for the first time. So that's one of the first areas we focus at, and uh, we'll probably get into a little bit of how we actually do that. Um, and then the last one is the one that people think of off the bat is just more new customers. Uh, so that's, that's the third way. Yeah, I, I love that, Forrest. You are preaching to the choir here to those of us at the university because that's what we speech to, uh, uh, teach to as well. And, and while we may use a little different terminology, they really mean the same, that you can get a new guest to come mm -hmm. see you, acquisition. You can get a guest to come more frequency, to build in the frequency. Or in either of those, you can, you can increase the check average. And I love that you're keeping that simple in there. So mm -hmm. let's talk a minute about the, the new guest. Um, if, if we want to focus on that, because as you said, it's probably the top thing that people go to, and it is important, although probably mm -hmm. one of the more costly items, what do you recommend as some tactics that you can share with folks today that are joining us about that, that new guest or what we call that uh, customer acquisition? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think one of the big things to take in, in mind, especially when marketing, is it all comes down to behavior, right? So what are people doing? And we want to insert ourselves in what they're already doing rather than trying to go against the grain. You know, fighting human nature, human behavior is difficult. So I like to try to do everything we can to go with that grain of what they're already doing. And so I picked up a stat, uh, you know, about a year or two ago, that the average person spends about four to five hours a day on their phone, which it just just blows my mind. But um, that's that's what people where they are. So the thing that I recommend most is get to people on their phone. So uh, the, the two platforms we focus on most are Google. Uh, so that's going to be you know with the AdWords and coming up with they search you know places to have a, a you know fun with the family near me. You need to be coming up with one of those first options. And then Facebook's the other one. Um, Facebook also owns Instagram, so you get those two together. But making sure you're popping up in their feed um, so that you're top of mind and they might even be discovering you for the first time. But that's where they're spending their time. You might as well hit them there. Yeah, good. So you talked about the, the, the couple of platforms there. What are some mm -hmm. tactics that you're seeing or what are centers today doing to market themselves? Sure. So um, I'm a big fan of Facebook advertising. Um, we'll get in a little bit into the post probably a, a little later on if we have time. But with, when it comes to the advertising, you just have such a big opportunity when it comes to targeting um, because Facebook is really just a huge data mine. You know, all the things that you like or you comment or you interact, or you watch a video, they're tracking all of that. So they get a good picture about who their users are. And then as an advertiser, you get to use that. So instead of wasting your money on someone who has no interest in coming into your center, you can actually target and dial down into someone who's already interested in bowling or someone who you know wants to have uh, someone whose child has a birthday party, a birthday coming up. So you can cut straight through all the, the noise and get in front of like the perfect person with your ads and your, your money just goes so much further. Yeah, and, it, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, one more that is working really well for us is uh, YouTube. Um, so we started doing some YouTube with video. Um, video has a little bit higher barrier to entry, so there's a lot less people doing it. It's tougher to make a video than certain other types of ads. Um, but if you do like the pre-roll ads, the ones where you can skip it after five seconds, we're only paying two to three cents for clients to per view. Um, and that's for people who don't skip it. Um, and it's nice because 
when you're doing video, you can build a bigger, better image of your brand so that you, you, you know, they see like, oh, this is a business that really has it together and you can present yourself in the best light um, because, and no one else is doing it. So I really like those two. Good, great, great tips there. So in, in marketing circles, we've kind of half jokingly say, 50% uh, of all marketing works. The challenge is we just don't know which 50%. So how, how do we know if what we're doing is working? Is, is, is the, the tools and things that you're talking about, are they measurable? How, how does a small business, how do I know? Sure. I mean, that's that's the million or probably today the billion dollar question, right, is is what's working um, in, in our industry is actually, I think, more difficult than other than a lot of others, um, just because, you know, someone sees an ad and comes in and, and, you know, has a drink and bowls a game. It's tough to tie that back. So we we'd take a couple different steps. I mean, number one, if there's anything that you can do that is uh, a purchase online. That's going to help a lot. So if you have any kind of online reservation system or you know one of these POSs that has online ordering, that's the first one because you can see where they came from um, and, and get that attribution. Um, the second one is to focus on things that are a little bit larger ticket. Um, so like if you have like an event, for instance, um, you can see where people came in. You know, if you run an uh, uh, ad campaign to try to book, you know, corporate events or uh, holiday parties are coming up. You can run an ad campaign focused on that, and when they apply, you know that they came they came through that. Um, you know, especially if you're running a campaign, you see a spike, you know that it just it went up based off of those efforts. So it's a lot of different stuff. You're trying to make it unique so that you can see the difference. So you got to measure your baseline, keep it specific, and then measure your new number that you got, and you can see the difference. Um, I, you know, I wish we had the luxury of being more like the e-commerce people today. Um, but that's just not the case. So we, we got to just do our best and, and try to tie back as much as possible. But what I hear you saying is, Forrest, the good news is in this digital space, there are, are actually some things we can do to quantify that. So we're not just mm -hmm. guessing at which 50%. While it still may be a challenge as small business operators, we, 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 can, we can at least wrap our arms around and get some directional feed information on what's working. Exactly. Yeah, you get indicators. And I mean, there's always the old fashioned, you know, how did you hear about us? You know, people still use that. It's it's a little more manual. You got to try to get your people to do it. But it, it still helps a lot. You can at least get something anecdotally working there for you. Yeah. Now, in the early days of Facebook, we spent a lot of time talking about organic reach. It was all organic mm -hmm. and it was free and that was the best part of it. But I know now that um, I've heard you talk about you don't recommend spending a lot of time on organic posts any longer. What, wh why is that? Tell us why that maybe it's not the best use of our time. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, I mean, any, anyone who's in, in the stock market has, has seen Facebook stock price lately. It's down. They're a publicly traded company. They got to find a way to make money. Um, so they don't give stuff away for free like they used to. Um, so before where you could get <clears throat> anywhere from, you know, 10, 15, you know, even maybe 20 at the peak of organic reach. So if you have a thousand followers, 200 people see your posts. Today, that number is down to 2.2%. So for every 1,000 followers you have, only 22 people actually see the post. Um, so a lot less people. So, you know, m most centers have, you know, two to 5,000 or so followers. So, you know, we're talking about 100 people seeing your posts. I don't tell people like you can't do it, but um, it just doesn't get the same uh, results that it used to. You know, I, I still love seeing when people get a 300 game that gets posted or, you know, a picture of a, a kid's birthday party. Um, but to put a lot of resources behind it, I just don't think is ideal. You know, 
we, we deal with a, a limited amount of budget and resources. You know, there's only so much money and, and time that can be spent towards marketing. So I tell my clients, hey, let's spend it over here instead. Um, you can still do some of that if you want, but if we're trying to get the most bang for our buck, that's probably not the spot to do it. Okay, so if we're not gonna do the organic, um, you mentioned putting it over here, what, what should centers mm -hmm. do instead? Where should we spend our resources and time in, in that Facebook? Yeah, great question. So we've done mostly just moving it over to ad spend on the Facebook ads, um, or maybe some, some of the YouTube. I would like, we used to do it for clients, and then I started looking and digging into the numbers, and I, I told them to stop. I said, don't give me the money to do these posts and, you know, and have us do it. I would rather you take that same amount of money and put it into advertising budget because, you know, Facebook is, it right now gets around a, a $4 CPM on average for what we're doing. That means for every $4 you spend, a thousand people will see your ad. So, you know, you can do the math. It's, you know, somewhere almost a hundred thousand people for $500. Um, it's just way more than that 22 people a, a pop for those posts. So I just put it straight back into ad spend. Makes sense. Makes sense. Great tip. Mm -hmm. So I know that you focus on kind of a less is more and saying focus on the high impact items. But right now, TikTok seems to be all the rage. And while it may be popular and right. with, you know, kind of pop culture, is it something mm -hmm. that we should be in yet? Should we as small business operators, specifically in bowling, should we be worried about TikTok and be a part of the conversation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is something we're testing the waters on. Um, we're not fully in on it yet. Um, we're we're going to see how it goes. I think long term, it'll be up there with a, with a Facebook, Instagram. It'll be a, a big player there because they have that ability to target and, and a lot of growing users. Um, so it's something that we're dipping our toes into. But the biggest takeaway, honestly, that I've gotten from TikTok is to mimic your ads or your content after their style. So if you've ever seen, you know, uh, Facebook stories or Instagram reels or uh, YouTube shorts, these are all just copies of the TikTok style of content. So TikTok took off in, over the last two, three years and all the other social media platforms are just copying them and trying to, trying to be just like them. So you can ride that wave and, and get a little bit of a, a, a tailwind by copying their style of content because it's, it's more in, in, engaged. So if you just take their exact style of like the vertical video, it's, you know, quick 10, 15 seconds, like straight to the point. They have some of these, uh, they all use a lot of the same music tracks or the same uh, voiceover and just create your ads to mimic that style and then run them where all the other places you would, like the Facebook and Instagram, then you get a huge bang for the buck. So whether you're not on TikTok today is kind of TBD, but absolutely 100%, I would say copy their content style. Yeah, I, I love that for us. I hope our, our viewers today caught that because that's a golden nugget there is that you can be like TikTok without having to be on TikTok, right, to replicate exactly. the great things yep. that they're doing there. That's that's brilliant, my friend. So, hey, uh, we got time for one more question. And this question alone, we could probably do a whole episode on. So I have to have you back. But I want to highlight this a little bit. If you can leave us today with a few tips with SEO, because it's something we're hearing a lot mm. about. And I know it's important in the mix. So uh, can you share with us a couple of SEO tactics? Where does that fit? into the overall you know marketing strategy yeah yeah that's a great one because it's really important it's been around for a long time and i think it's one of those things where people hear about it so often it kind of loses its, its punch but it still plays more of a role today than it ever has um, like i said people are on their phone for four to five hours a day if they want something they're going to go to google for it first so one of the first things that i like to talk to clients about is how 
more than likely, not not for everybody, but I'd say more nine out of ten or more centers are already going to dominate when it comes to bowling. So if someone says bowling near me, most towns there's one center, maybe there's two, um, but there's a spot in the, in those first results for three. So you're going to come up in the first three. Where the the real opportunity is is to uh, spread out more into like the restaurant or bar or any other product lines you have, gaming, um, as well as like birthday parties, you know, birthday party place near me or corporate event venue. So there's these, you know, pools of keywords or these these uh, markets that are much, much broader. But you if you can just take a small piece of a bigger pie, it's going to be a huge payoff. And I think that most centers, you know, have it dialed in when it comes to bowling, but they're missing these other, you know, um, what do we say, um, like ancillary uh, keywords that are right next to them that they could easily get business on. Um, so a lot of that comes down just down to including it in your SEO plan. So, you know, if you, you have your list of keywords that you want to target, make sure that things like birthday parties, uh, team events, corporate events, all these things are, are built into your website uh, for when it comes to the content. And then you can start ranking for those and, and picking up that business. It's just a, a huge opportunity. It's it's. It, you know, you could do a lot of the work in, in uh, a week or two and start seeing that those results down the road. Yeah, great stuff. Forrest, thank you so much for joining us. Continued success with your bowling center and continued success to you and, and BAM and all the great things you're doing for our industry, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This, this has been great. Awesome. Well, hey, gang, mm-hmm. as we wrap up another edition of the Bowling University Proper Break, remember that when your focus is on growing people, people will grow your business. We look forward to seeing you next time for another great episode. If you'd like to connect with Forrest and learn more about BAM and how you can, you can reach him at Forrest at BowlinAlleyMarketing.com. Also, you and your team can watch any of our previous episodes 24-7 by visiting BowlingUniversity.net. The Profit Break is content available when you want it, and we have new episodes premiering every month. Until then, I'm Bart Berger, and remember, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. We'll see you next time.